to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy with some snow showers continuing till about 9 o'clock this morning. Otherwise, it's going to be high of 39. Tonight, some clouds low at 25. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 34. Uh, it's about 33 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. It's snowy out. It's heavy. It's wet. A couple of s- school delays. I'm sure uh, if you're uh, in those areas, you already know about that. Just be careful out there. Could be a little slippery for you. Scott Cohen will be joining us later on today. Uh, apparently, there was some football yesterday. We'll talk about that and some other stuff. Also, tell you about the Friday, uh, Free Music Friday. What a big success that was last week. And there's some other stuff, too. Steve is on the way as well. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, I know this is Hollywood Trash, but uh, it probably is worth mentioning that the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers are headed to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens 17-10, become the AFC championships uh, champions, and then in the NFC, the 49ers came back in the second half after the uh, Lions had a 17-point lead and won 34-31. Of course, Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game and gave Travis Kelsey a celebratory kiss. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? She's dating Jason Kelsey's brother? Yes, I know. Isn't it uh, hard to believe? When the hell did this happen? Uh, it's been happening for like nine months now. Jesus, where have I been? Uh, over at the Niners game. Journey- no, I wasn't, I wasn't at the Niners game. No, no, no. Over at the Niners. I'm telling you what oh. happened. Over at the Niners game, Journey was on hand to play Don't Stop Believing. And it's not scripted. We just happened to have Journey there just in case... We won. Well, when it comes to yeah. you know, game time entertainment, that yeah. is scheduled in uh, advance. Yeah. Whole, it's not like just you know. Yeah. It's not like Usher's just going to walk past the Super Bowl uh, one day, uh, you know, thirteen days from now, and say, you know, "I'd really like to sing during halftime." Let me knock on the door and see if they got anything planned. I mean, they've got it planned. Well, since they're a San Francisco band, they omitted Detroit from the lyrics and made the city boy born and raised in the Bay Area, which doesn't make any lyrical sense at all. No, of course not. Uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl, uh, do you have a favorite part? Because Usher's going to be performing at the halftime show. No, I don't really have a favorite uh, no. part, really. No, I don't have a favorite part at all. It's all scripted anyway. I mean, Well, it's uh, the halftime yeah. show. Yeah. It needs to be scripted. There's lots of production uh, elements to take care of. Didn't I just say to you Friday we don't do enough stories about Alyssa Milano? I've been saying that for 15 years. Alyssa Milano really stepped in it when she started a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for her 12-year-old son's baseball team. She tweeted, quote, My son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. You can read more about the team and make a donation here. Uh, a few things about Alyssa Milano, though. Number one, she's been working pretty steadily in Hollywood for 40 years and by all accounts is a multimillionaire on her own. Mm-hmm. She also married David uh, Bugliari, one of the heads of the Creative Arts Agency, a major Hollywood talent agency. Uh huh. Number three, she drives a $200,000 electric Porsche Taycan 4S with a $14,000 custom paint job. So, of course, the internet really let her have it. <laughs> but Alyssa's fighting back. In a follow-up tweet, she said, quote, 
I'm getting media inquiries about whether I have financially contributed to my son's baseball team. I paid for uniforms for the entire team and coaches, thrown birthday parties, and sponsor any kid who can't afford the monthly dues. The kids are also doing the fundraising themselves, car washes, movie nights, and many other fun things. Thank you to all who contributed to the GoFundMe. You made things easier for for these boys and their families. I guess you can put another check in the win uh, for the 1% because Alyssa was trying to raise $10,000, and as of last night, she received more than $11,000. Right, you know what? I mean, honestly, everyone lay off a sweet Alyssa Milano. No, you can, you can harp on her. No, no, no. Leave her alone. She's done nothing wrong here. Uh, Listen, and honestly, why should she be the one to pay? Just because she happens to be rich. There's a whole team full of boys on that on that, on that that squad. I, I, I don't see when you have... She's probably not the only millionaire that goes to that uh, kid that goes to that school. Right. So I'm sure that there are other people that could do things by spending their own money and not have to worry about fundraising. Why don't you give it to a little league that can never afford it? Well, that would be fine, yeah. too. But Alyssa Milano's kid's not playing on that team. Uh, here's some really sad stuff. Jay Leno has filed for a conservatorship over his wife, Mavis, because she's battling dementia. There's going to be a hearing on uh, April 9th. Now, as, as I don't really care for Jay Leno. Never been a big fan at all. Right. But this is horrible. This is, a, this is not something that uh, anybody wants to deal with. The legal papers say that Mavis has been, quote, progressively losing capacity and orientation to space and time for several years. And they add that Jay is, quote, fully capable of uh, continuing his support for Mavis's physical and financial needs as he has throughout their marriage. Jay and Mavis met in the 70s and he performed at the comedy after he performed at the comedy store in Los Angeles. They got married in 1980. He's 77. She's 73. They never had any children together. That's a that's something that. You know, you don't wish on anybody. You don't wish on anybody. That's no. a horrible thing. Although, I wonder if she's like, you know, has this moment of clarity and goes, I'm married to Jay Leno? How'd that happen? What happened? Does Did this guy in the house know? Yeah. Uh, AMC Theaters created a special popcorn bucket to celebrate the upcoming release of Dune 2, but it looks like they inadvertently created a sex toy in the process. The bucket has a plastic cover that's supposed to look like the mouth of a sandworm, which is a creature from the movies. But it also looks like something a man could have a little fun with. You know. Like what? Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. I can't really say Like a PlayStation? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, sure. If you want to. Playing with your joystick? Yeah. Well, I don't. I, you know, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't uh. have no idea. Well, in the last few days, it just it's become a meme. One AMC employee tweeted, Another day working at the multiplex. Everyone keeps asking me if they can have sex with the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. But you know, if, you, if you cut a hole at the bottom of a normal bucket, you can kind of get the same thing accomplished. And he goes, Buddy, this is an AMC. Of course you can have sex with the popcorn bucket. <laughs> this guy should be a comedian. Have, did you see the top of it? No, I haven't. It looks, it's like a, it's almost like a, um, a flower. Like a, it looks, it looks very much like a lady part, if you will. I'm going to have to take a look at this. Yeah. It's really crazy, the stuff we all come up with here, huh? For, uh, well, you know what you're going to do, whatever it takes. The number one song on iTunes right now is Facts by rapper Tom McDonald featuring conservative commentator Ben Shapiro. Even Mickey, Nicki Minaj says, it's not bad. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, at least we got her opinion on it. <laughs> at least. Yeah, at least at least it's got her endorsement. Yeah. 
<laughs> excuse me, Kim Kardashian recently shared pictures from her daughter Chicago's uh, Bratz-themed sixth birthday party, which included hundreds of pink balloons and pink fashion runways. She must have something to say. Oh, my God, the last time I showed off a pink runway was when I gave Ray J permission to emergency land the one I express on the Brazilian hair strip and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. dollars Caitlin? <clears throat> I never got that done on Dirty With Your Mother Chris Kim, but she, uh, we once solved ancient math problem of what do you get when you multiply 34.5 by 2? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the one you're going to think about. Oh, yeah. Well, I've already got it in my head. We gazed at each other brown eye to brown eye. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is there was more slurping sounds at a Japanese noodle bar. <laughs> when she asked me if I needed to come up for air, I had to respond in Morse code. Splat, 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 splat. That's not actual Morse code. It is. Splat, 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 splat. You know what that said? No, I don't. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah! And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. The Super Bowl is just 13 days away from today, and I am delighted to inform you that Taylor Swift is going to the Super Bowl. The very Super Bowl she chose not to perform at during the halftime show due to scheduling conflicts. They also weren't willing to pay her appropriately because Super Bowl halftime entertainers get nothing. And since Usher is willing to work for far less than Taylor Swift, he'll be performing for the same amount that they were going to give Taylor, which is still nothing. Now you might say, Baxi... I don't really care about Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl. I'm far more concerned about how the 49ers will try to contain Patrick Mahomes in that fiery Kansas City offense. To which I would say, no you don't. Listen, for Taylor Swift to even make it to the Super Bowl is going to be nothing short of a miracle of modern travel. You see, Taylor is scheduled to perform the night before the Super Bowl in Tokyo, Japan. There's a 17-hour time zone differential between Tokyo and Las Vegas. Now, let's assume, for example, that Taylor hits the stage at 7 o'clock in Tokyo. The show ends just prior to 11. That gives her only a brief period of time to get to the airport, check in her luggage, go through the security checkpoints, wait for boarding instructions, find her seat, and enjoy the 11-and-a-half-hour flight to McCarran Airport in Las Vegas. Then get off the plane, grab her luggage, go through customs, Fight the traffic to Allegiant Stadium, park the car, race to the escalators, evade the press and paparazzi to get into the luxury suite in time for the game. For her to even make it to halftime, you would have to have everything happen on time, experience no delays, cross the international dateline, and hope that nobody gets in the way. And all that has to happen without bathroom breaks, duty-free shopping, or without interruptions of any kind. Can she do it? Unless Taylor Swift has the capacity for time travel, shape-shifting, and the ability to bust through the speed of light, I'm not sure it's even possible. That would leave Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs to beat the 49ers without her. And I'm not entirely sure that's possible either. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Stanley three-piece wood chisel set. Ten bucks. The Irwin Quick Grip Heavy Duty One-Handed Bar Clamp. Ten bucks. It's the ten buck tool sale going on at Rockies. Stanley Irwin hand tools, only ten bucks all month long at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock-
102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Hart with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Cloudy and 37 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Friday, you're going to be the Aria Ballroom at uh, MGM for Free Music Friday. I believe you're introducing... Aquanet. Aquanet. Yes, Aquanet. 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 Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tribute to uh, 80s rock and metal. They'll be uh, performing, of course... Uh, free Music Friday uh, is absolutely free inside of MGM from 7 to 9, and you'll be there with the road crew giving away great prizes. Now, uh, Free Music Friday began this season oh, yeah. last Friday. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, well, I you know I did my best to uh, to be there. Um, simultaneously to uh, to the Free Music Friday, the, uh, the Thunderbirds had a hockey game on Friday night. Yeah. I think they had like two sellouts in a row, Friday and Saturday, which is great. But, you know, without their parking garage, everybody that goes to the games either parks in the street or on the MGM lot. Right. So if you can imagine all the people going to go see a free show and all the people going to pay money uh, for a hockey game. Right. They're all converging on that parking structure at the same time. Yeah. So it's a, it's like a perfect storm of people all swarming into the same facility. Thousands. And I mean thousands of people yeah trying to get in the parking garage i left my so i was uh, my obligation was to start at seven o'clock yeah all right i left the house for like around 5 30 yeah figured that plenty of time get there a little early maybe hang out uh do a thing or two in the casino and then you know fulfill my obligation of introducing the band right. Bl- blushing brides the uh, the rolling stone tribute yeah it was a freaking parking lot on East Columbus Avenue. Well, yeah, it's a, it's actually a garage. It's not a lot. Whatever. Every every place to park was. I mean, the, 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 East Columbus Avenue was a parking lot. Yeah. Cars were simply not moving. So if you could try to imagine this, so if I leave the house like around what did I say five fifteen? Yeah. So I get to the top of East Columbus Avenue. I'm going to say like 540. Okay. Okay. It's not a long distance between the top of uh, East Columbus Avenue. What do you mean the, t- the top of uh, Columbus Avenue? What do you mean the top of it? What I mean by the top of it is like if you get off of 91 yeah. and you you, you, know, you could either take Route 5 over the, uh, the South End Bridge, you can go straight down to uh, Columbus Avenue. Okay. Okay. So that's the top. Okay. I'm calling that the top. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's just semantics, but follow You're, me on I, this I one. thought you were more of a bottom guy, but the, go ahead. No, uh, Steve, I uh, I like to see things for, from the tippity top. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Uh, cars are just simply not moving, and people are trying to get into East Columbus Avenue. Yeah. Some, are, some people are like being absolutely out of their minds trying to cross all the traffic so they can get to the left-hand lane yeah. of East Columbus Avenue, which by doing that, you're basically shutting down traffic forever why are you getting on there though why aren't you just going up on 91 up to the next one to the exit five to to get because off? as you're on east columbus avenue you can yeah. see the traffic's not moving on main street either okay so i mean whether i was on one end of the uh one end of the building or the other it wasn't making any difference i still would have had to come around to park on union street right. or, or uh state street to to get in and it was there was no there was no moving what about the garage underneath the highway Steve, I couldn't even get there. That's what I'm telling you. It was like it was like the, I've never seen traffic in Springfield like this, ever. I have. 
Well, la di da for no, you. No, I'm just saying. I, 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 it sounds like you didn't prepare ahead uh, enough time. Ahead. I thought I left him plenty of time. Well, but if, I mean, you knew there was a, a a game going on that at night, and you knew the concert was going on. I would have uh, left uh, probably much earlier, like five or four thirty. Yeah, well, then that would have been great, and and maybe I would have made it in time. But as it's uh, approaching seven yeah. o'clock, I'm realizing. I'm not going to make it for 7 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, my job was to introduce the band at 7.30. And as I'm uh, driving and just getting, I'm not even at the uh, the point where I'm at the the, uh, the Pride Station yet. Okay. And I'm realizing, I ain't going to make it for 7.30. Not one of those side streets was open? You could could have gone down and parked down they there? They were all jammed, too. Every single one. I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like this in Springfield. Even even in its worst, even like on an enshrinement weekend yeah. with a hockey game or the Mattoon Festival going on at the same time, never. I've never, ever seen it quite like this. Well, they haven't built that Panera Bread yet. You could have parked right in that lot. You can't even get into that. It's all, it's all uh, fenced off. Yeah, you park on the sidewalk and you're like, uh, Picknelly's a buddy of mine. I'm just going to park right here. I, I, I don't think uh, Peter or Paul Picknelly yeah. are, are policing that lot. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Yeah. Unt- until there's bread being defrosted at the Panera, I don't think that's happening. So did you eventually park at MGM? Eventually I got in. Yeah. But by that point, it's 737 uh-huh. before I pull into the lot. Oh, and then who introduced the band then? Aaron, our, uh, our uh, you had a promotions pr- whoa, director. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You had a pregnant woman introduce the band? Well, it was almost our general manager because he was there too. And then Aaron just said, well... Uh, yeah, I'll I'll just. I mean, oh, I'm, te- I I'm texting her the entire time. Yeah, I'm texting her. She's letting the MGM people know that I'm outside. But it's it's not just me because yeah. everybody that's getting into right. the building is all complaining about uh, the unsolvable traffic. I would have rather seen the boss do that. Yeah, that would have been very uh, that yeah. would have been very he's, uncomfortable he's not, for him. He's, he's a he's a business guy. He's not really a performer, if you will. Well, he's a performer. But he's not a performer, right? He's know? not. A, he's not the kind of guy yeah. that's going to be in front of a lot of people right, speaking, right? Right. Uh, so Aaron does it. Yeah, you're right. I had a I had a pregnant woman, you know, introduce the band, and uh, I bet you I got a buddy that was into that. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I bet you. Yeah. So I, I I get into the casino and I quickly run up to uh, the escalator. Yeah. And uh, the escalator you is. You didn't so- quickly run. You walked. I walked briskly. Hurriedly. Yeah, well, again, <laughs> yeah. look at the, think of the distance between the elevators. I had a park on the eighth floor. I've never been on the eighth floor in my life. Oh, where the uh, solar panels are? Yes. Yeah. So I, I parked there, got into the elevator, and, uh, okay, yes, I, I briskly walked to the escalator. I go to the escalator, which is also full. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, they must be doing pretty good at the Free Music Friday show. Uh-huh. At some point as I'm walking in, there's a security guy who says, I'm sorry, we're beyond capacity. You're going to have to leave. I said, I'm here with the radio station. I mean, yeah. I'm wearing... You're wearing the jacket. I'm wearing, wearing everything. wearing the credentials. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a walking freaking radio billboard. It should be pretty yeah. obvious. And he said, okay, you can go in. Meanwhile, there's all these other people that are being held behind. Now, as you're walking oh, in... Oh, man, you know what? They're probably all looking at you like, what the hell is with this guy? Who's that guy? Yeah. So as you walk in... You got to go, you know, like a, like a, you know, in, in front of the movie theater and down a hallway, and that's where the security place is. And then beyond that, they had people all lined up with the, uh, you know, with like the, uh, what, what do they call those? The ropes, like the ropes that got everybody in, like in this little yeah, weaving well, line yeah, to get right, in. The uh, barriers, yeah. the barriers. Thank you. And uh, and so people are waiting for that. Yeah. 
So I'm walking to the Rock 102 table, and I say hi to the uh, the, 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 the lady on the road crew, and then the boss comes out, and you know, I wind up talking to him. So I'm talking to him for a while. I'm talking to some people who are in line. I never mm-hmm. actually got in to the ballroom because the bars were full. The room was, was jammed. There's yeah. at least 75 people in, in line to get in. And to, their, and to MGM's credit, I mean, they were you know metering people out. So as people were leaving, they let a few more people in. And so they were always at a capacity crowd and held people back until it was you know safe and, and, yeah. and legal to do so. So this is going on, and at this point, uh, I'm there. I'm only obligated to be there an hour. I didn't even get. I didn't even get to see the band. And oh, that uh, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I don't think they would have let me into the room because I was just a guy hanging out at the radio station table. Well, eight thirty rolls around, or like eight thirty something rolls around, and I say, okay, well, I'm gonna go. I mean, I've I've done done what I needed to do. And that's fine. So I, I get in the car, I go home, and uh, I'm fiddling around on my phone. No problem getting out of there, though, right? No, it was not uh, yeah. not a problem. And by the time I left, everything had been pretty much clear because everyone right. was either in the game, at the, the game, game or, or at the, the on casino. A concert, right? Uh, I'm fiddling on my phone. You know what I found out? What? I'm kicking myself because at this point I'm thinking, man, I really should have left at like three in the afternoon. You know who was playing with brushing blinds? Uh, brushing blushing brides on who, friday who dr west chesterson was playing keyboards oh at that show well i too bad you couldn't have gone to that. i would have loved to seen the guy yeah we know him pretty you well he's a good friend in there to, the, had, to see the band i had no idea he was he was playing otherwise i probably yeah. would have muscled my way in but i was having a good time talking to the boss and to you know other listeners and stuff so I didn't really get a chance to get in there. You didn't have a good time talking with the boss. You were obligated to talk to him because he was there. Steve, I'm a I'm a people person. Uh, uh, yeah, I really am. You know, when I when I uh, when I lay it down uh, in conversation, I really lay it down and hard. And so that's what I did on Friday. I was I was gabbing it, it up, laying it on thick. Well, I wasn't. I mean, I, greasing them up. Oh, well, it's a contract here. Of course, I'm going to grease. Yeah, them right, up. yeah, right, right, right. Anyway, so uh, my point is this. That doesn't uh, work, by the way. Huh? That doesn't work, by the way. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I, I know that better than you. Uh, let me just let me just say, uh, there's no. Uh, if you're worried about <laughs> that happening this week, it'll be full, but you're not going to have the uh, the Thunderbirds game on Friday. Oh, so, well, there you go. So you're going to have an easier time getting in and out. And a and, and a Quantit is a great band, yeah. and so all the others that are coming to Free Music no. Friday. It's still a remarkably cool event. No, there's no uh, there's no game on Friday, but there is a Taylor Swift concert going out at the Mass Mutual Center, so I'm sure <laughs> there'll be no problems parking no, at all. I don't think. I don't think that's true. Well, until they get that other garage built, that's the only time that's going to alleviate the rest of the traffic there. So, I mean, you're just going to have to deal with it now for the next couple of years until that thing is uh, thing is up. No, I mean, it's, they've got some parts of it up. I mean, they're 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 getting there. Right. There is movement, but uh, yeah, that's going to change downtown a lot when you actually have a parking lot that you can use every floor and every space in, as opposed to a quarter of the space and. Uh, and going around the caution tape around the cracks yeah. that yeah. are ready to fall down and collapse on top of you. You don't have the nearly the risk of having large chunks of concrete fall on the hood of your car. No, oh, well, hey, you know, that's actually the kind of fun. That was the fun part about that garage. It was almost like a haunted house. 
You know, demented FX should have been using that as their haunted yeah. house well, instead of that warehouse in Holyoke. A lot of frightening goblins sleeping in that place every day. Just walking up to it, there's frightening goblins going in there. Just the smell of it yeah. alone is you enough to, to scare the bejesus out of you. You want to buy a $10 light or some crack, perhaps? <laughs> It's 625 at Rock 102. 628 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour. There is uh, loads of football to talk about and uh, maybe some other things too. And then, uh, you know, what have you. You mean flag football because it's all crisis actors. No, it's not, Steve. Yes, it it's, uh, it's It's not uh, anything close to that. It's, uh, it's all a big conspiracy. It, uh, it's all scripted. The whole thing, yeah, scripted all the way to the end. What about you know your what? what about your cockamamie idea of uh, of the uh, of the uh, of the released graphic that showed that Baltimore was going to make it to the Super Bowl? Well, once the NFL caught on to the fact that we all caught on to what they were doing, they had to change the outcome. So of course the uh, you know the games got messed up this weekend. Yeah, hmm. sorry, Baltimore. Maybe next year. Maybe, yeah, well. maybe next year with your WWE fake. <laughs> Football games. <laughs> hey, do you want to laugh? Yes, I do. Yeah, there you go. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So a hillbilly goes hunting one day in West Virginia. Yes. And he bags three ducks. He puts them in the bed of his pickup truck and was about to drive home when he was confronted by the game warden who didn't like hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Game warden then ordered the hillbilly to show his hunting license, and then the hillbilly pulled out a valid West Virginia hunting license. Game warden looks at the license, then reaches over, picks up one of the ducks, sniffs its butt, and says, This duck ain't from West Virginia. This is a Kentucky duck. You got a Kentucky hunting license, boy? <laughs> and the hillbilly reaches into his wallet and produces a very valid Kentucky hunting license. And the game warden looks at it, then reaches over and grabs the second duck, Sniffed his butt and said, this ain't no Kentucky duck. This duck is from Tennessee. You got a Tennessee duck license? And the hillbilly reaches into his wallet, produces the valid Tennessee uh, license. The warden then reached in over, picked up a third duck. And he goes, well, this duck's from Virginia. You got a Virginia hunting license? <laughs> and again, the hillbilly reaches into his wallet, brings out a valid hunt Virginia hunting license, and the game warden was extremely frustrated at this point, and then he yelled at the hillbilly, and he goes, Just where the hell are you from anyway? And the hillbilly turns around, drops his pants, and goes, You tell me, you're the expert! Ah! <laughs> he wanted him to sniff his butt to oh. find out where he was from. Oh, that's what you mean. Yes. Oh. Baxi. 6.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks, Bax. Guess what? The repairs are done at the X. I mean, it's still a cluster F over there with traffic, but yeah. that's just a normal day. If I'm not mistaken, that sounded like an updated story. It It is. Well. well who, who updated that story? 22 News. Can you imagine wow. that? Wow. Yeah. It took it. 29 days into the new year for them to update a story. Yes, but it took five to update it from the previous oh, week. Okay. Well, it's still. Repairs to fix the underground explosion that took place at the X intersection in Springfield are now complete. The intersection sits where Sumner, 
Dickinson and Belmont meet. That's where the X is. Yeah, gee, I I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, like Page Boulevard, and uh, I, I thought it's where Cooley and Columbus Avenue meet. Cooley and Columbus Avenue don't meet. Uh, I'm sorry, I was getting information from Twenty Two News. I thought. <laughs> Uh, my bad. Yeah, I, I said uh, Page Boulevard, but uh, I was also going to cross that, uh, you know, with uh, say Liberty Street. Who is this Page gal? I heard. I don't she, know, but here she's nice. Here she's nice. The uh, anyway, the explosion which happened last week caused manhole covers to explode. You know who else is a man, Baxi? Who else is a man? Steve? I'm a man. You're a man. You're a man. I'm a man. Yeah. Have you uh, ever had your manhole blown off its cover? Actually, yes, I have. In Springfield, of course, <laughs> at the X. <laughs> you don't say. It was that X pub over there. That oh, was, yeah, that, that could happen. Time. And Coconuts, I believe, when Coconuts was open. There was a lot of manhole covers being blown in that place, I'll tell you that. Coconuts. From time to time, but uh, thank, uh, sadly, that uh, Coconuts is no longer with us. Uh, the owner of the Cafe Cristo on Belmont Avenue uh, says his business was a- impacted by the blast. I'm glad it's gone. Or goes, I'm glad it's done. They finished as it's planned. We just got back up on our feet again and continue the routine. Fortunately, the cafe was able to reopen uh, after just a few hours. The DPW was able to work very quickly on the repairs. Eversource said that the exact cause of the explosion was unknown. So, there you go. Yeah, there's lots of businesses at the X, I'm sure, all suffered. I mean, well, yeah, were, like, the, like the X Pub, for example. That was the only one they could get to. <laughs> a fire broke out at a row house on uh, Maple Street in Springfield Sunday night. Row, row house. house. Row house. The uh, fire department was sent uh, to calls of a fire sometime in the evening. When the 22 News crew got there, there were first responders along the street. Oh, my God. There was these guys, and they had their big jackets on, their big helmets, and it said fire department on the back. It's crazy. Steve, let me ask you this, because you know, I'm, you know, I'm not a fire expert. I'm, a, I'm no B.J. Calvi, okay? When there's a fire outside a dwelling, or any building for that matter, don't you typically find fire trucks alongside that street? Well, maybe. I mean, I know I know of no other fire in which fire trucks park like three blocks away. Well, sometimes they do in case the building explodes. They don't want to be anywhere near that thing. Well, that's different. Run the hose down the yeah. street. But when it, when it comes to like a, just a, a regular structure fire, typically yeah. uh, they try to get as close as possible, which in this case would be right on the street. So they saw. A police cruiser appeared to be blocking the road while firefighters on a ladder hosed down the roof of one of the buildings. At one point, flames could be seen through the roof. Steve, let me ask you this. Yeah. Again, I'm no B.J. Calvi, but when there's a fire on a structure, don't you normally find uh, there are cops there and there are uh, firefighters on a ladder uh, and they're also like uh, you're trying to douse the flames with hoses? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. Well, I'm just. Uh, this is the, the the updated things that they saw there. We gotta we gotta figure out what these kids see. You know, you could see the same thing by never leaving the 22 News Studios, and just assuming that all these things are true. Because in every fire, most of these things are usually true. I'm surprised they don't. Uh, of course, is eh, whatever. I, a lot of these uh, things that they could probably see on cams. Doesn't the city have cams around the city? They they do yeah. not in every neighborhood, but uh, no, quite but a I few mean, of them. But like, let's say something happens on Main Street, 
What would you even need to send a crew down there for? You just put a camera down there. You bring up an excellent point, and I don't uh, I don't know uh, why any of this kind of journalism exists. Uh, I'm not really telling you very much. Smoke billowed out of the building, and the uh, Springfield Fire Department was spraying water on the upper upper levels of the house. Mm. The building looks to be vacant, as boards could be seen on the windows. This is like uh, <sighs> like 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 a like a Sherlock Holmes thing. Like here's all your clues. Mm. So is, so the, the so the viewer yeah. or in this case the reader if you're reading it online has to solve the puzzle themselves. Right. Well, well, I guess that's it's kind like, of fun. It's like the 22 news escape room. Did anybody uh, and there's a rhetorical question because I know what the answer is. Did anybody uh, at 22 news question anybody who was uh, like on the scene? Nope. Uh, nope. They couldn't fire get, you know, well, fire they, commissioner, uh, you know, you know, somebody in charge. Facts. Well, you can't cross caution tape and go down a street beyond a fire truck that's blocking the road. There's always somebody you can talk to and and unless I don't uh, unless I've been uh, misled, there's usually someone for the fire department who is ready to talk. To the press. Yeah, but uh, let's say you couldn't get to the fire department. They're not going to pick a man off the street. You're not going to send one of these innocent young kids out there talking to people on the street at that time of night. Isn't that why they're there? Yeah, but, I mean, they need to feel safe. They can't be doing that. I know we have a bunch of tender buttercups who are there uh, trying to report on stories. But if you tell me what you've seen, and what you've seen is what they do at every single fire that this city has ever seen, mm-hmm. then basically you've seen nothing. I mean, you've seen what everyone else has seen, and that's really nothing. No, it really is nothing. Uh, anyway. Flame shooting out of a roof and firefighters, f- firefighters, you know, aiming their hoses at it. That That's pretty you, standard practice. You might think that there are firefighters actually fighting a fire down there. Well, there probably were. Well, usually it's uh, usually they're just doing it out there for show. They don't actually <laughs> put the fire out. They just... Hey, look, we got a hose. Right, listen, if you want to, if you want to step in that kind of business, you go right ahead. Uh, let's see. Uh, Russell and Montgomery have both issued a parking ban that will be in effect to today. Who do these two guys think they are? I, right. According to Russell and Montgomery police, oh, well, these two cops, right? There will be no on-street parking in either town from noon on Sunday until 3 p.m. today to allow the roads to be properly cleared and treated. How many people are parking on the street in Russell? I, I I've I don't think I've ever really seen unless you're only talking about that one street, the main street mm-hmm. down the center of, of town. That you know, there's some parking there on the street, but Is, I've never seen an abundance of people parking on the street that they needed to require a parking ban. Isn't there a massive parking garage in Montgomery? Well, yeah, it's uh, MGM built that in case they needed overflow parking from downtown. You know, they, well, they couldn't they, use that on Friday. Well, they anticipated this was going to be uh, a yeah. long project, so, and they say, "Look, that Thunderbirds garage ain't going to be built for another couple of years. Let's put one in Russell Montgomery, right on the town line." But Smart. apparently, nobody could get to that either. That's too bad. Uh, but yeah, I was just—I was—I thought that was amusing that, that there's a parking ban in those towns when. There's really not much to I, – I've never really seen anybody parking along the side of the streets. Anytime I've driven through Russell, yeah, the thought in my mind is just keep driving, just keep driving, just keep driving. Just keep going. Keep Don't going. stop. Don't look. Don't look at any of them. Don't make eye contact with the locals. 
for God's sakes, get through this town. Yeah, you can get a DUI just making contact with any one of those uh, people up there. Especially in the down, the guy yeah. in the unicycle is even the yeah. best one, yeah. Just get me to Westfield. Just get me to Westfield. Uh, January 27th is National Chocolate Cake Day. Which is the flavor most people prefer? What's your favorite chocolate cake story? Uh, well, according to the National Day calendar, everyone usually celebrates special occasions like anniversaries, birthdays, and weddings with cake. So on this day, we get to celebrate cake itself. Chocolate was made. They go on to talk about the uh, the, the the thing, but then they're they're asking one way to celebrate National Chocolate Cake Day is by eating some chocolate cake. And huh. Yelp has, thank God has put together a list of the best places in western Massachusetts to get cake. Wouldn't this have been easier to do the poll on your Facebook page and ask, like, local people instead of going to Yelp? Like, what, is, what, what does Yelp know about chocolate cake? By well, the way, this was the 27th? Yeah. So we're two days out. Yeah, we're two days out. All right. Well, it's on the front page. I assume that all this stuff is updated. <laughs> this is a top story. Wait a minute. Today's the 29th? <laughs> yes, all day. You know, it's like anytime I watch 22 News, it's like taking a ride in the DeLorean for like a day or two back. <laughs> Where we're going, we yeah. don't need roads. Like I'm Marty McFly, and I'm telling that crazy old man that runs the newsroom over there, but like, Doc, <laughs> you got to update the story about the X. Once we get the 22 News van up to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> I had a feeling back. I had yeah. a feeling that place was being run at a flux capacitor. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm walking over to the 22 News studios on top of the mountain, and Barry Krieger's a young man. Everything is just all weird. <laughs> Nick Morganelli has a job. It's it's The whole thing is just crazy. John Quill is still John, alive. Yeah, yeah, John Quill is running a daycare center <sighs> over there for the next group of 22 reporters. Cy Becker's just graduated high school. Yes. Anyway, so what's the uh, the top uh, uh, the top cake places? Serrato's Pastry Shop shop in uh, West Springfield. I got to tell you, that's an it, awful I, good one. I'm I'm not denying that these places aren't good. I'm just like, why are you going by Yelp? We didn't we learn that lesson last week by yeah. another a different. Uh, mm. What was the What was the one last week? Oh, what was it? It was um. Oh, it was the list of the top restaurants. Yeah. In the area, yeah, because of Yelp, you know, based right. on Yelp reviews. Pete's Sweets in East Longmeadow. I've never been there. I've seen the shop though before, right here on Shaker Road. I've had stuff that he has made, but I've yeah. never been in the shop. Uh, La Florentina. Hard to hard to argue with that. Uh, Atkins Farms in Amherst. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Sweet Lucy's Bake Shop in Bernston. I'm not going all out to Bernston for that. The Tart Baking Company in Northampton. Never been that one. What am I going there? Ooh, the Patisserie in Lenox. Okay, that's a, that's a little bit of a hike. Uh, and the Small Oven uh, on Union Street in East Hampton. Don't know that one. Never had that one. Theme Cakes by Jolene. I've had those before. Those are awesome. Those that's are good. That's the Lady of Wolverham. Um, that, that's like custom-made stuff. Those those filled cupcakes, mm-hmm. you can't beat those. Yeah, we had our wedding cake made at uh, Gregory's up in Hadley. Yeah, <whistles> that was good. That was good cake. Wedding cake or wedding cake? Did you, did you still have the piece of it a year later? Did you eat it on your anniversary? I don't think you know the Baxendales well enough. Uh, that didn't last the, until the next day. 
Oh, the cake was gone. We ripped into that you, the following day. You were supposed to save it for good luck. You know, that's the craziest, dumbest uh, tradition there is. Have you ever eaten a year-old cake? It's awful. No. It's terrible. Even if even if you freeze it for the year, you pull it out after your first anniversary, it doesn't taste nearly as good as the day it was made. No, it probably doesn't. But It's uh, disgusting. But it's a, it was a, it's a whole symbolic thing. You should have done that with your wife. To do that, we did other things in the first anniversary. Yeah, that were just as much fun. Did you just go buy some tasty cakes and go here? This is what this we is what ripped we into doing. a box yeah. of little debbies, and we were more than happy. Yeah, see, it works out for everybody in the end, doesn't it? It's uh, Pioneer Valley forecast time. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of thirty-seven. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of thirty-three. It's thirty-four right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah, GG. It's six fifty-three. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let me see here. Oh, get a load of this. Uh, Rock 102 uh, has your big game hookup. Go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. One lucky listener will score a $100, $100 gift certificate to the Hangar Pub and Grill, a $100 gift certificate to the Tudor House Liquors here in East Law Meadow, a solo stove bonfire, courtesy of Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL and sponsor of Super Bowl 58. We'll choose one winner on February 9th. Your chance to win the big game hookup from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's a nice little prize package. That's there. a very nice prize package. Um, 100 yeah. bucks at the Tudor House is worth uh, the price of admission alone. Where is the Tudor House? The Tudor House is like across the street from uh, Fazio's on Shanker Road. Oh, okay. I don't Oh, that, across the, across that, from a, uh, from um um uh, uh yeah you I mean we it's a liquor store it's a liquor store okay oh yeah. it's Frigos it's right across from Frigos. Frigos okay yeah all right I got you all right oh they got um, everything over there they got uh, they got beer they got wine they got uh, nip bottles they got uh, big bottles of booze they got uh, I think you can get a bag of pretzels if you needed to yeah all right well maybe I'll go get some pretzels I can always use some pretzels at the Tudor house. No, I'll give you like twenty bucks. You can come out there and buy me something. Uh, buy me some like uh, I don't know some some funyuns or something. Uh, you want some Corvassier or? Uh, well, I'm very classy, yeah. but I don't know if you can buy uh, what I really need Hennessy. with twenty bucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> you want some Hennessy and a Thunderbird? I want the uh, Hennigans, the no tell, no smell vodka. Oh yeah, so nobody can tell that you've been drinking all day. Uh, Friday night, I uh, I I did. I called bingo numbers. For sex toy bingo <laughs> up in East Hampton at the American Legion. Think of the irony of that. I know. Yeah, well, people getting offended by the word ladies. And matter of fact, I at, first of all, of all the women who say men are disgusting and pigs, have you ever been to an Athena's party before? Sadly, Steve, I've yeah. never been invited to one. Yeah, those women are just as uh, dirty as the guys can get. And uh, the good thing, here, here's the here's the good news. Money was raised for the Relay for Life, which uh, is good. really important to a lot of people. And, and, and you know, I don't want to take away from that. But I do want to make fun of the event. So I will. <laughs> <laughs> because ultimately, the now, event itself had nothing I, to do with the charity. It, it, I, I'm not even making fun of it. It was actually a pretty good event. And uh, matter of fact, at one point I said, now, before we go any further, can I call all of you ladies or is anybody going to be offended by that? And... <laughs> Collectively, it was like you can call us ladies all day long if you want. Like they didn't care. All right. yeah. this, what? Uh, well, where was this? 
This was at the American Legion. All right, let me, okay, let me. Okay, let's yeah. just let's just call it what it is. The ladies that would be offended by th- that word, yeah, are never going to get be caught dead in an American Legion or a VFW or no. an Elks Lodge. It's just not. Yeah, it's it just was, not their place. If it was like a paint and sip shop, maybe we'd have some issues. Absolutely, but, but nobody really cared. But uh, there was lots of people. Some of these elaborate sex toys that they have available. Well, how elaborate are we talking about? Well, one looked like a uh, a Sonic Care toothbrush, which was uh, weird. But and, it doesn't brush your teeth. Well, I uh, pointed out to the woman that uh, unfortunately won that item. I said, uh, "I said, yeah, you can also use that to massage your gums, and by the looks of you, you're used to that already, right?" So <laughs> that kind of didn't go over that great yeah. uh, to begin with. Now, but then th- we would, smoothed it out. Uh, would yeah. that thing have prevented cavities? Uh, no, actually, it opens them. It creates more. You, you know? don't say. Yeah, uh, but it, no, no, it was a, it was a pretty. Inter- it was a long time though. See, when you're calling bingo, it was ten bingo games. All right, that's that's pretty that's pretty typical. Pretty typical, but when obviously the quick ones are the ones where you can get any line in a row. Sure, but the ones that are like shaped like a. Like, a, like the a, diamond, and yeah, that's... Oh, this one's a kite. We have to do this one. It's shaped like a kite yes. in the corner of the board. It's just, it, that takes forever. And I'm like, and they and they had this, uh, they had this little bingo hopper thing that I was turning, mm-hmm. but it was one of those ones that, like, you couldn't turn too fast because if you did, then the ball would flop out. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the one you'd buy for your kids. At your house, yeah, the this, cheap ones. Yeah, I, that's why. Like you know, when we used to do it at the uh, the sheriff's picnic years ago. Yeah, I mean they had like the the old fashioned you know like lottery thing with like the the, the vacuum tube. Yeah, that's You're not cool. spinning anything, man. I that like, was awesome. I gotta I gotta inv- I'm gonna start doing bingo parties all over the uh, all over Western Massachusetts. That's me, my new. Shtick. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Bingo is big business. It big is big business. business. And I I I the the thing that surprised me the most is that. This thing lasted for like a little over three hours, and the thing that surprised me the most is that people were still hanging on. I'm like, I would have left like five games ago. Not when you got dildos to win. I guess so. That's a pretty pretty damn good prize. You know, someone's going to hold out for them Benoit balls. There was a uh, there was a there was one uh, a particular toy they were giving away. Yes, that had not one, not two, but three motors inside, like gas power, like a like a like a like a pull cord well, type of a if, start. I think it was one step below a small uh, block engine, is what wow. this was. And I'm like, three engines. Back in my day, <laughs> these sex toys have come a long way. We didn't even have half a motor. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can see why people, you know, want to you know stay to the very end to win. Yeah. You know, like I mean, let's put it this way: if there are nipple clamps on yeah. the line. You don't just want to walk away from that opportunity. Right. We used to have one horsepower. That means two things. <laughs> so there you go. Good times of all. It's right. 6.59. Scott Cohen coming up next to Rock 102. Listen for Snow Country Ski Reports Monday through Friday at 9.45 a.m. and 6.15 p.m. Brought to you now. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it is a sad day in the world of football. 
Sure, you have the Kansas City Chiefs facing the 49ers in the Sewer Bowl, and I suppose that sort of thing is exciting. And while that matchup certainly punches a few holes in that conspiracy theory that the NFL was scripted due to the nefarious leaking of the Super Bowl graphics which suggested that Baltimore was going to win it all, there's still a part of me that is saddened by the fact that this year's championship will be won by somebody other than America's team, the Detroit Lions. By now, I'm sure you're all aware that despite trailing for much of the NFC championship game, the 49ers staged an improbable 17-point comeback over the Lions to win the game 34-31. In advance, to uh, their eighth Super Bowl since 1991. 1981. The Lions, on the other hand, will not. Instead, they'll miss the Super Bowl for the 58th year in a row. Of course, there's only been 57 Super Bowls, and Detroit's missed every single one of them. In fact, last night was the first NFC Championship game in 30 year, 33 years, and they wound up losing that, too. In fact, Detroit haven't won a championship of any kind since 1957 when they crushed the Cleveland Browns 59-14. In other words, it's been 67 years since the Lions fans have had any reason to feel good about themselves. 67 years since they've experienced any level of joy. They have not enjoyed the sweet taste of victory since the Eisenhower administration. With all that in mind, imagine what it must be like to wake up in the Motor City on a day like today. Got your burned out buildings, your closed up shops covered with plywood, 3.5 million people aimlessly walking around on a Monday morning, just hours after Lions head coach Dan Campbell summed it up perfectly by saying, quote, this might have been our only shot. That has to be the most Detroit Lions thing that I've ever heard anybody say. It took you 67 years, you found a way to get jacked just when you thought you had it all sewn up. That's not only freaking terrible, that's Lions football completely wrapped up in a nutshell. Because no matter how badly everybody wanted you to win, you're still the Detroit Lions, and nothing good ever happens. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. When you got a cordless drill driver impact driver set, you're able to leap tall still the buildings in a single bound, or at least have enough power to build almost anything. Go to Rocky's and save 50 to $60 on an impact driver set, DeWalt or Craftsman, with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 713. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, I guess the script got changed. Buddy, you, yeah. you miss, see, the audience, they miss the best stuff. Yeah, they really do. They miss the best stuff. Scott Cohen in the studio. How are you? I'm good. Uh, great. I was actually, like, you know, uh, with the weather, thinking that I might um, have to mail it in and call you guys. But it, this was, and I said to Steve this morning, the snowstorm turned out to, out to be like a big nothing. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, I beg your pardon, not where I live. Yeah, if so. I made it here, you can make it yeah, here. Yeah, th- and believe me, <laughs> yeah. I was not in the mood to be chastised like that so. yeah well we and you know what we we would show restraint as you know yeah, of course we'd never you just go we'd through make a, sure the jugular were, we'd make sure you weren't listening before we started <laughs> talking crap behind your back so exactly there's a, a a ton of football to talk about yesterday's games i mean even though you know, even though you know it was sad to see detroit you know, blow was, that lead no question about it and you know no one should ever feel bad about uh you know what a great season baltimore had yep those are really two great games for uh, for the NFL, they really they really truly were. I I sat you know I usually don't um, I'm not like this uh, at this point 
in in my career where I'm like glued to the TV for two football games. I mean, yeah, dude, but you are like, the kind of guy that would sit in a bar for six hours. I would sit in a bar for six hours and passively watch. But um, I went I went home. I sat. I watched the I watched the games. They were both great. Um, that that Detroit San Francisco game was just holy smokes, man! That just sucked the life out of you in the best best possible way. Yeah, it lived up to billing. Loved it. Thought they were great. Um, there's been a lot of uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about how important of a role um, Taylor Swift plays in all of this, and I yep. think you know for for me. Uh, you know, her being at the Super Bowl, you know, the very Super Bowl that she said, no, nope, I'm not going to be the halftime entertainment. Right. Uh, and she's going to be in now Japan. Now she's the whole the, game entertainment. Now, well, no, because she, listen, she's got a hell of a job getting, she's going to be in Japan the night before. I mean, when you think about all the, all the machinations and calisthenics yeah. it takes just to get on a plane for a, you know, an 11 and a half hour flight. 17-hour flight. Oh, dude. You know yeah. what? You just got to hope there's no delays because I'll tell you what, if she's not there, I'm not sure Kansas City's got a chance. This could be one of those. You guys have probably seen the video on, on YouTube when Paul McCartney played Shea Stadium with Billy Joel. Have you ever seen that? They he uh, Paul McCartney flew, had, uh, had had a conversation with Billy Joel about, hey, it would be really great if you you know, came in and showed up at my show at Shea Stadium because the Beatles played there and yada, yada, yada. Right. So McCartney had a gig in, in London. I think he's flying across the ocean. He, he, he sits there and says, let's try to do this. They contacted air traffic controllers. They cleared McCartney's plane to ride in to land. They picked him up at the airport with a police escort and jetted him on the ground over to Shea Stadium. He showed up, he wa- he got out on stage, and he, and he made an appearance at Billy Joel's show. So this is what's going to have to happen with Taylor Swift, something like this. It, it's it's going to have to happen. It's going to happen. The world is going to have to stop to make yeah, sure that she gets to yeah. enjoy the, the parts of the game. So I got a hold of the script for the Super Bowl, and it says that <laughs> oh, you the did? Chiefs win, and she runs out onto the field, and then he proposes to her at the very yep. last yeah, it, uh, it little moment. That could be. something. could be. Whatever. I was telling you guys, um, you know, I, I think, um, I think the, that whole phenomenon with her, um, it, it, it's, it's really pretty, it's, it's, it's actually, it's unbelievable, A, that she, she has showed up, and I think I heard, given the NFL over $300 million worth of marketing value out of all the stuff that's going on with her and, and, and Kelsey and being on TV. And then I'm, I'm at Fitzwillies yesterday prior to the game, and um, there are these three people who are, they are, you could just tell they don't care about football at all. They're planted in front of one of the two big screen TVs there for the for the Kansas City game, and they're talking about Taylor Swift. And I'm just looking like, you know, you've got to be kidding me. And so I posted about it on Facebook, and then the the typical guys are just go, oh, I hate her. I can't stand when they do this. Why is she on so much? Blah 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 blah. That that woman is she's she's a uh, she's a, a musical phenomenon, and she she's an NFL phenomenon, a social phenomenon. 
and I don't have a bad word to say about She's it. She's a crisis actor, and uh, the Super Bowl is a <laughs> false flag operation. Right. And yeah. uh, this is all designed uh, in order to get more fans yeah. to watch the NFL. Yeah, well, seven days it's ago. Ha- yeah. It's seven, happening. It seven happening. days ago, you were pointing out the fact that that, uh, that leaked graphic had uh, purple in it. Therefore, the script was that Baltimore was going to win the Super Bowl. Well, look what happened there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I did. I thought about um, the conversation that we had last week. Week. And yeah. for those who don't remember, the Super Bowl program has colors behind it. And as it has turned out, they've matched the, the colors of the teams that end up in the Super yeah. Bowl anyway. But, you know, the, one of the things you do when you talk about a script, I mean, it's it's not it's not a false script because, I mean, I don't believe that at all. I don't think very many people do. But the fact of the matter is that the script does play out for the most part. You could have sat there and said at the right. at the beginning of the season that the 49ers and the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs had a had a and Baltimore had a pretty good chance of ending up where they did. You don't so, think that did you don't think that some of these refs like dramatize some of these plays to, in order to make the game longer or closer or and and then you're going to tell me that Detroit blows a 24-7 lead in the game? Well, I think Come if there's on. a team in, in the NFL that is yeah. capable of it's, creating it's, disaster and it's disappointment, yeah, but, it's the Detroit but, but, Lions. It just doesn't make any sense. They were doing so well in that first half, and then all of a sudden the whole thing collapses. Well, it's, it, it's it's too dramatic and it's too coincidental buddy, what happens that, is it, they, that it becomes that close. Teams go in at halftime. They see what happened in the first half. They make adjustments, and... And the adjustments play out. And as far as the referee referees goes, Steve, and I mean, listen, all kidding aside, I don't, I don't believe that they they do not go in with a predetermined idea of what they're going to do and to give a team an advantage. However, however, they are human beings. They get swept up in the moment. They get involved involved in the ebb and the flow of the game and I'll sit there and tell you that some of the play some of the calls they make on plays is because in some way shape or form they got caught up in the moment I think that does happen but I don't think it happens often enough to nah, to real yeah. to really it's, affect the uh, outcome of the game with all these and if it happens stuff with going one on. team yeah. it happens with the other team and I just think it all balances itself out. I I texted Marty last night and I said yeah well it looks like Vegas <laughs> uh, Vegas realized that uh, people had bet on the 49ers so now we got to change the uh, the 49ers to lose so now we got to change the narrative we got to change the, the the bet payout. Well, when you go and you have a, a coach of the Detroit Lions sitting there and going for it twice on fourth down, when you sit and say no, well, that's what no. I'm talking about. But, what, what, but but, but, yeah, are I, you telling it, me this professional coach who made it all the way to the big dance? Oh yeah, I'm just going to make these stupid ass decisions and, he uh, made, and lose the game. That's the way he coached all season long. But you get but so the way he his modus operandi is just different from everybody else's. Yeah, I mean he they that that those were two turning points of the game. Not once, twice mm. they blew those fourth down calls. Um, I was watching ESPN on Friday and they were having a, a discussion. Just like Stephen A. Smith, a couple of guys, have this discussion about Patrick Mahomes. And uh, and the, the 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 question was, you know, you've got a guy here who's you know whose talent level is you know off off the, the charts, off the charts, off the charts. If he wins a Super Bowl again, 
it is their contention was, and it's really it's a tough argument. Their contention is, can the argument be made that Patrick Mahomes yes. might actually be the greatest quarterback of all time over Tom Brady? They also the only and the, the 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 consensus was the only thing that separates Patrick Mahomes from Tom Brady is time, is the amount of time that that uh, that Tom Brady played, you know, 20 plus seasons. You know, here's uh, here's Mahomes, you know, being drafted in 2017, and look what he's accomplished in right. a very brief there's, period listen, of time. Absolutely, back. So I know there's there's no question about that. Um, you know, I'm I I don't, and and you know what? If it wasn't if it wasn't for Malcolm Butler, and it wasn't uh, for Russell Wilson, yep, uh, Tom Brady doesn't get one of those Super Bowls. Um, you know, he. But go, all right. So having said that, going back to what you just said, yes, he he's tremendously more gifted than Tom Brady is. All right. Yep. Tremendously more gifted. Um, but it's like, you know, the reason we had all the conversation, why isn't Bill Belichick, you know, coaching in the NFL right now? The last three years for Belichick have been awful. Historically, he's terrific. Historically, Brady is terrific. Mahomes is working on his story now. He wins another Super Bowl. He's going to probably get a chance to go back and do it again. Yeah, he is absolutely in that conversation, no matter what any New England fan wants to say. I have to agree, because he's got a whole career ahead of him, and you watch him play just going... This kid's magic. He's magic. Absolutely. I all think, right. All right. Yeah, so yeah, we're done. We've said enough. We have. Uh, we, we were, we're done out. twenty minutes ago. Hey, what shut are you up. Talking about? <laughs> we've we've run out of we've run out of time. But given uh, what you know, Chiefs of 49ers. 49ers. I'm, I'm going to say the Chiefs. I'm saying the Chiefs too, but not because the script has already been written. Yeah, I think I I like San Francisco. All right. Stay tuned. We'll see you soon. It's uh, 7:24 on Rock 102. This just in. It's uh 7:27. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's the expert. Uh, hey, real quick, if you are uh, not doing nothing and you want to uh, burn a good uh, 40 minutes of your time, uh, brand new episode of Baxi's Musical Podcast. Uh, my guest this week is Jim Fairchild from the band Granddaddy. Uh, this is a band that's been out since the uh, the mid-90s. He was also a touring member of the band Modest Mouse. Uh, he talks about all of that. Uh, Johnny Marr from the Smiths, and he's uh, got an accomplished solo career as well he's also the AR director of uh, danger bird records the uh, independent record label it's actually a really interesting com- really interesting conversation love to have you uh, subscribe it's absolutely free you can uh, subscribe it rate it uh share it with all your friends it's available on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and on rock 102.com there you go yes it's a good one good stuff yeah you I bet like your podcasts i do too we got lots of good ones out there many many good ones steve you're absolutely many, right many good ones yes yes we're loaded with good loaded ones. loaded with good ones we have news next to rock 102 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 it's time for news here's local radio icon steve Nagel. thanks Bax. you know i meant to read this uh marty sent me a video yesterday mm-hmm. about one of these nfl scripted videos <laughs> And uh, I, it didn't come true. I don't know why. Well, you know why? I do know why because the NFL found out we were talking about it, and then they changed the script at the last minute. Yeah, because they're spending um, a lot of time paying attention to this show. But one of the best comments on this video was, even if it's not fixed, football is the worst sport on TV. There's literally only 12 minutes of actual gameplay, and the rest is commercials and Tony Romo blanking off to the sound of his own voice. <laughs> 
All right, that that's, that one I'll yeah, agree with you. With that's, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's, <laughs> that's just true. truth. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how you get facts every once in a while, you know. <laughs> Uh, the University of Massachusetts Amherst Police Department is investigating a robbery that took place on Friday night. Four students were in a school parking lot off of Olympia Drive when they were approached by two males, one who was wearing a ski mask. One of the males demanded the students to hand over the driver's licenses and money. They both uh, then left the area on foot. None of the students were injured, and the school police are investigating the incident. Anyone with information is asked to contact the UMass uh, Amherst Police Department. Wow. College kids getting robbed now, other than from the university. I was gonna say, like, like that's that's the biggest crime they face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just jacked these kids for how much is it to go to the UMass for a year? Uh, in state, probably like thirty grand or so. Yeah, we just jacked all these kids for thirty grand, but those are the robbers over there that took the (laughs) ten bucks out of the kid's wallet. Watch out. Oh my God! You know, I I forgot what to. I was talking to some parent who just sent his kid off to uh, to college, and I don't even remember what college it was. But ninety five thousand dollars a year. Wow! I mean, you want to talk? And and you know, these kids are worried about being shaken down by some kid in a, right. in a ski mask. The well, biggest crime there is a ninety five thousand dollar college degree. You know, I'm I'm going to be dealing with this. You know, probably within the next six or seven years. Yeah, about these colleges and and whatnot. Is it really worth going to a $95,000 a year school? You know what makes the most amount of sense? I, I think you know, when, I was a, when I was a kid, you know, I went to a private college, and, and, we could, and I was able to afford that uh, through loans and paying back those yeah. loans for a good 20 years. But I think today, because it, it's so overinflated, if your kid really wants to go to college and they're, you know, they, they got the intelligence and, and the drive to do it, Two years of community college yeah. and a state school education is that, the way to go. That's what I'm getting at. I I, I I really think that's like is you're just doing that just to say I went to this school for ninety five thousand dollars a year. Listen, even we've talked about this before. Even the lowest scoring doctor at Harvard is still a doctor. Yeah. So you could uh, you could uh, you know go to a state school and excel and be at the top of your class and you'd still be a doctor doing it that way and you'd save a hundred thousand dollars almost sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, I gotta I gotta tell you, um, and this is tr- this is absolutely true. Yeah, it doesn't matter as much for your undergraduate education where you go. Maybe it matters a little bit more for master's degree uh, master's degree or a PhD. But there was absolutely nothing wrong if you sent your kid to Westfield State or UMass yeah. or you know UMass Dartmouth or Lowell or Stockbridge or you know yeah, I wherever. Agree. I mean, those are all really excellent schools. And and Holyoke Community College or Stick is a perfectly good uh, example of community colleges to get all your stuff out of the way, all that uh, all the and you the, know, the math the, and science and everything else. And the amount of money that your kid saves that the family saves by doing it that way two years in community college and the two years to get uh, a bachelor's degree financially makes it's it, it makes a ton of sense like, like i told you i went to to uh, my college reunion over the summer it's like it's a sixty thousand dollar year education and yeah every every adult that i saw at that thing we all kind of talking about it we're all agree in agreement it ain't worth $60,000, and that's not even the most expensive one. 
you know, at this point, that's almost half a middle of the yeah. middle of the road for, right. for private education. It's like yeah. it, it makes no sense. What a big waste of money. Think about it this way: If you graduate from college, what would you rather have? You know, a, a car payment or a mortgage? Because that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, that's how much the loans come out to. Exactly. The time you're done with it. Uh, in developing news out of Springfield, by the way, this is from Friday. And this no is developing now? This is Western Mass News. One person has been hospitalized following a shooting on Parker Street Friday evening. Yeah. The shooting occurred at approximately 6.10 p.m. Western Mass News went on scene where they witnessed around 13 cruisers right outside of Planet, Planet Fitness. Upon arrival, crews found an adult male who had been shot. He was then taken to Bay State with serious injuries. The shooting remains under investigation, and Western Mass News will provide updates as they arrive to their newsroom. Well, apparently Ryan Walsh didn't release anything over the weekend because they don't, they don't know nothing over there. They haven't uh, shared anything yet? Well, they rely on Ryan Walsh, which well, you should never, never do. Well, Ryan gets a weekend off every now and then, right? Maybe this is a weekend off. The police work is 24-7. Yeah, but Ryan's not out there with the uh, you know with a gun. I mean, he's really just there looking for microphones to talk to. You never uh, you never saw that uh, kind of nonsense with John Delaney. He'd be on uh, he'd be on the email like as soon as it happened because he was a cop, right? But uh, you gotta you gotta put your nose in there. Ryan wants to be a cop someday, I'm sure. I don't think Ryan wants to be a cop. He could be. He's at the point now. It might be a little yeah. bit old to start. Uh, after a lengthy investigation, the uh, Northwestern uh, District Anti-Crime Task Force, or the NDATF, that's what they put it as, with uh, assistance of the Greenfield Police Department, the Massachusetts uh, Police Stop Team executed a search warrant to investigate uh, 83 Hope Street in Greenfield for illegal narcotic sales. Greenfield officers reported they recovered 91 grams of suspected cocaine with packaging, 1,149 bags of uh, suspected heroin or fentanyl, $1,649 in U.S. currency, and two unlawfully possessed handguns. It's Christmas time and it's in January. <laughs> 44-year-old Bucky Maynard, with the last known address from Turner's Falls, was placed under arrest and transported to Greenfield Police Department, where he was booked for a variety of... Uh, tr- drug trafficking charges and firearms violations. Oh, shoot. Oh. I can't believe they caught me. Oh, damn. Old Bucky's in a pickle again. <laughs> Here I was just minding my own business, putting all my illegal narcotics in little plastic baggies, and all of a sudden the constabulatory in this fine little burg Starts knocking on the door looking for qu- looking for answers. You know, when I was a little boy growing up on the lettered streets of Turner's Falls, <laughs> I think I was on D Street. We've all been on D Street in Miller's Falls or Turner, whatever the hell the name of the town is. <laughs> My mama told me, son, don't get yourself involved in any kind of a heroin, fentanyl, uh, narcotics trafficking because you're going to go to jail. And she was right. And here we are. Looking at 10 to 20? Well, wait a minute. What's what's the math? I only have four fingers per hand. <laughs> Matches you how many teeth you got in your mouth. Well, about an hour ago, yeah. I lost one or two once the cops beat me in the face for trying to resist arrest. Look at this guy going into court. Your Honor, my name's Bucky Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now I thought being in Turner's Falls was like a win in Rome kind of thing. You just kind of bring your fentanyl uh, to the party, no matter where you're going. Well, that would explain why they had all them hypodermic needles during that welcome wagon visit. And then my my 31-year-old accomplice, Taylor Cotter. Taylor Cotter. Taylor Cotter. Is that Tom Cotter? Is that I the, don't think the, so. The Tom Cotter? Well, the last known address in Greenville was placed under arrest and transported to the Greenville Police Department, where he was booked for a variety of similar drug and firearm charges. Now, if I could hear my plea out, Taylor did all of it. I didn't do any of it. Him and his cousin Mordecai. Now, if you want to bust me for something, you can bust me for running moonshine from uh, from orange to athol. Did you ever have moonshine in your athol? No, I haven't. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I know where to put it. One and it time, ain't an One time I transported it all the way to Yarmouth. <laughs> After spending a weekend in Dennis. <laughs> At the Camelot Inn. That's right. Yeehaw! Well, there you go. It's, uh, that's all the fun things going on up in Greenfield. Uh, let's see. Uh, By the way, it should be pointed out that most people in Greenfield don't talk like that. But when your name is Bucky Maynard, it's kind of hard not to assume that's wasn't there wasn't there a Maynard on uh, Green Acres? Was there a Maynard? I don't remember. There was a Maynard. There was a Maynard on one of those old shows, and I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> we'll have to have the uh, the people uh, write us in and tell us. The uh, Williamsburg Police Department arrested a 39 year old man on gun charges on Friday night. A parked officer was conducting radar checks when a car almost hit his cruiser. When the officer pulled the driver over, he saw a firearm on the suspect's hip. The uh, 39-year-old from Pittsfield had a warrant out for his arrest, and a further check revealed that his license to carry had been suspended. Ah, Jesus. You know, this is another one of these uh, failed students of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. That's mm-hmm. like, uh, that's day number two. Never carry an illegal firearm, you, when your uh, license has been... And don't try to hit a parked police cruiser. Here's an idea. You know when you, uh, on your cell phone, on your iPhone, you can have, like, uh, set reminders? Yeah. Well, when you get like a license of any kind, let's say it's a gun license, you should put in that reminder the exact day it res- it expires, and maybe back it out like a like a month and say your uh, your license expires in a month. That gives you thirty days to renew your license without it lapsing, without you knowing. Hey, the the medical marijuana people, uh, the card from the state, yeah, they'd let you know like five months ahead of time before that thing is expired. They don't want to lose your business, right? So why wouldn't they do that with the gun uh, permit thing? I don't know. This guy could have renewed it. He could have been uh, well on his way back to Pittsfield uh, to do all kinds of, I don't know. He could he could be out there hunting. Criminal. He could be out there hunting today if he had just uh, you know minded when the expiration date was. A uh, woman in New Jersey recently had her home vandalized with pepperoni. There were large chunks by her doorstep and strewn on the porch. More pieces were strategically placed down the stairs, and then there were four slices on the hood of her car and four more on the trunk. She has no idea who did it or why, so she reports it to the police. There wasn't any real damage, but she's worried about it happening again because someone was trespassing, and if they come with pepperoni again, the meat could damage the paint on her car. Actually, I'd be more worried about the mental capacity of the person putting meat down everywhere rather than the paint coming off of my car. See, I would I would instead make the suggestion that if the guy wanted to come to my house with pepperoni, he toss it in my mouth because I yeah. love pepperoni. Uh, it's also not 100% clear if it's pepperoni. Uh, local pizza, a local pizzeria owner. 
They had to, <laughs> the cops had to go find a pizzeria owner to find yeah. out what cured meat this is. Yeah, apparently it was like a cured meat lineup. Yeah. He had to identify which one was the pepperoni. He says it looks like some kind of salami in the family of pepperoni. Mm. And he added, as an Italian, uh, seeing this hurts his heart. He didn't say that, did he? Really? Yes, he did. <laughs> Oh, man, what has come to this world? Someone using the brothers of the pepperoni family, and they put it all over the car when it should be on top of a nice hot pizza pie. What a terrible thing to do to the pepperoni. You know what it reminds me of? That scene from The Sopranos where the two cops, remember uh, A.J. Soprano did some vandalism at the school, and yeah. they, they had a pizza there, mm-hmm. and then the two cops go into the pizza shop, and it was kind of, it was it was for comedic purposes of the cops questioning the pizza owner, and it was kind of like that old <laughs> dragnet style type of questioning, right? And then the, I I really I, I wish I could remember the dialogue to it, because, but it was actually very funny when they did it. So we'll have to see if we can pull that clip up. But you went to a pizza place. To identify the pepperoni—that's that's a little bit much. Because um, I don't. Because honestly, I don't think the kind of meat that was put on the that was thrown on the car is really the issue. The issue is that meat was yeah. thrown on the car. Could have been anything. A good waste of meat. It could have been bologna. Could have been some uh, some boiled ham, uh, gabagool. It could have been anything. Hey, so maybe some uh, some olive loaf. Speaking of meat, today we get to go have our brisket over at uh, at Fletcher's. I know. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I am friend. very looking forward Nothing to this. Nothing like sweaty meat coming out of a uh, out of a smoker. We are going to have some meat sweats walking out of that place today. I already got the meat sweats just thinking about it. Don't you? I'm getting there. I'm getting a little toasty already. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly cloudy uh, with a high of uh, 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The 99 Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, join Steve and the road crew this Friday from 7 to 9 at Free Music Fridays at the Aria Ballroom in MGM. Aquanet, tribute to the 80s rock and metal uh, whole genre, will be performing. It's a great band. Stop by the Rock 102 table and register for some pretty cool prizes. It's this Friday, 7 to 9, at the Aria Ballroom in MGM with Nagel and the road crew on Rock 102. Um... I was just reading this story uh, over the weekend, actually. The after-school Satan Club in the Moline Coal Valley School District out in Illinois mm-hmm. will be returning for a third year to James Adams Elementary School. In a Facebook post from the Satanic Temple, the organization said, In October, the school district prohibited the uh, ASSC, the Ass Club, uh-huh. From operating on campus, citing a hoax threat made in early 2023, which they attributed to the presence of our club, rather than allowing our club to operate alongside other religious clubs on campus earlier this year, the district offered an alternative location several miles away. After receiving uh, strongly worded letters from the legal team at the Americans United for the Separation of Church and State and hearing from the Satanic Temple Iowa and the Satanic Temple Illinois, Uh, Congregation members at a recent board meeting, the district responded in a letter stating, In the interest of avoiding litigation, the board has determined that the ASSC uh, may meet at the James Adams Elementary School as requested. Wow, that's a win for free speech. Sure is. I'm sure Satanists all across the country are rejoicing. Well, I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing that you invite when you... um, 
you know, last week they were uh, arguing over whether or not they should fly that uh, the flag down at the Enfield Town Hall. Right. The uh, I think it was the LGBTQ flag. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that measure actually passed. They're allowed to fly the flag, but the problem becomes is once you open that up to other groups. Then you run the risk of, well, if the KKK wants to fly a flag, what's stopping them from doing one? And then, uh, or any other, uh, somebody mentioned Nambla last week. Mm -hmm. You know, any number of groups that you don't, wouldn't seriously want uh, put up there, you now have this issue. The problem with um, the Constitution is it's intentionally sticky. Yeah. So- you know, if uh, if uh, if a state, for example, and this would probably be like a state right. uh, decision, decided that the only flags that can be displayed on state property are the state flag and the U.S. flag. Right. I mean, if that were the the stipulation, that would be okay. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to allow some and exclude others. Well, and that's where you get kind of uh, you get kind of sloppy. Well, that's I'm waiting for some group to come along and go. Well, you know, you approve that one. Uh, what about my uh, my drug den club? I want my flag up on the uh, on the town hall as well. Mm. I mean, you're running into all these uh, problems that this is going to create now. How many uh, members are there in this uh, Satan club? I don't know how many uh, there are, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dates scheduled for 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 meetings. Mm-hmm. It could be just one person. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, that's like, kind of what yeah, I'm getting yeah. at. I mean, there's there's a way to kind of agitate the system. Yeah, to demand that you're included in in something. Yeah, but uh, there are certain clubs. I find it kind of hard to imagine. There's a big swell of kids just dying to join the club. The uh, flyer states that the club will participate in science projects, uh-huh. community service projects, puzzles and games, nature activities, arts and crafts, and snacks. The pagan rituals, uh, you know, animal sacrifices, all the good stuff. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's a black mass being held. Oh, you yeah. Know, all kinds of good stuff. You need that. Uh, the after-school Satan Club, sponsored by the Satanic Temple, says this activity is not approved or sponsored by the school district or board. But now they're allowed to uh, at least hold their meetings. So the, the the activity isn't endorsed by the school district, or what they're saying, mm-hmm. but they're allowing it to happen. Right now, if they uh, were they uh, imposing sort of any kind of uh, facility fee to this organization? I don't think you can. Who's gonna? Who has the dues? You think the Satan Club has a? How much do you think dues are for the Satan Club? Uh, probably more than five bucks in selling your soul to to uh, to the devil. How about it? I don't know. I would join just to say I'm part of the Ass Club. I would rather join a club that actually celebrates asses as opposed to the asses are going into the Satan Club. Yeah, see, it's just under a guise. You just say I'm part of the Ass Club, and most people think you're like going to a strip club uh, on the weekends. It's 7.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is it snowing in Southwick? 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 37. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 33. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. You got uh, something coming up there, a contest? No, we got to, it's contest free. <laughs> I don't know what happened to all the fun contests we were doing. What happened to that uh, Alexa thing? Yeah, that's done. That's done. That's yeah. You know, you're gonna have to wait for the next big contest we're doing at Rock 102. I, was, I mean, other than the you know the big game, uh, the big game giveaway. 
I thought it was that uh, text contest that went on for 900 months. No, that but uh, pretty sure that'll be coming back sometime soon. Uh, well, here's a couple of things we can talk about. Six uh, IHOP shops in uh, northern Kentucky have installed big red buttons in their bathrooms with a sign saying, do not push this button. I think we kind of talked about this maybe a few months ago. Okay. Because I'd seen a video of this on TikTok. But there's also an image of their mascot, Hopper the Frog. Well, today I learned they Hopper had the Frog was a mascot of IHOP. Didn't realize they had a uh, mascot. It's winking, which signals that you could push that button if you want to. And if you do, it temporarily turns the bathroom into a dance club with lights, including an actual disco ball and music. Shut up, really? It's actually very cool. I saw, Like I said, I saw this TikTok video, and I'm like, okay. I can I can go along with this. That's kind of neat. To be honest, though, if I'm in a bathroom and there are buttons to push, yeah, it's still a bathroom. I don't like touching. Well, I don't like really touching much of anything in a public restroom. Well, if uh, a manager says the disco party bathrooms have gone viral on social media and they're such a draw that people are coming in just to go to the bathroom as opposed to eating the remnants of it at the IHOP. Well, you probably have a better experience in the bathroom. Uh, a manager, uh, or I'm sorry, she even says, uh, I had a 60-year-old woman who came out of the restroom and told me it was the best day of her life. And a woman proudly says she celebrated her 20th birthday by visiting all uh, Hop Shop's disco bathrooms. The idea was to do something unique to bring people in, and hopefully they'll make a bunch of purchases while they're there. They started trying it in one location last year, and it's been such a hit now that there are six locations that have it. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm looking at a video of this. This looks like a lot of fun. It does look like a lot of fun. I mean, I would probably you know wait until I was done with my, uh, you know, my, my bathroom business before I touched the button. But nevertheless, well, I, I got to tell you, once I'm, once I'm done, as long as there's nobody uh, outside the door waiting to get in, yeah. you're going to have a hell of a lot of fun in there. You could have a lot of fun in there. Like, uh, and, and it plays like the Bee Gees. It plays all kinds of disco hits. Yeah. While you're in there. Wow. Can you imagine? I wish I I would install this in my own bathroom. Would you really? A mirror ball, you know, lights and some pounding music. What the heck? I'm still trying to find a way to hook up uh, music to that uh, Kenny Rogers roaster sign I got on the side of my garage. Oh, that would so be it good. It starts playing The Gambler. Not only does it go on as you drive in the driveway, but it will go on with music. Really? Yeah. I would have done like, a, you know, Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town. That's a good one, too. Or Coward of the County. Yeah, that's it's yeah. Hard, to, hard to argue with that. Um, so, so, so there, you can go visit an IHOP. I wish we had one nearby that had one with the disco bag. Yeah, all of our IHOPs are uh, somewhat disappointing. Yeah, you go to the one in West Springfield, you're like, oh, a needle party. There have been times I've gone to an IHOP as like a last resort and said to myself, I wish I had, you know, <clears throat> looked for other options. Yeah, well, sometimes you have no other options. Well, I know. It's just it's open, open late night. Uh, changing gears without uh, using a clutch. Uh, jilted women are definitely the target market here. An animal shelter in New Jersey called Homeward Bound Pet Adoption is offering a unique service for Valentine's Day. For a $50 donation, they'll name a feral cat after your ex and then neuter it. Whew, that's awful aggressive. Now, they will also spay female cats, but the real appeal is getting to name a cat after a guy you hate mm-hmm. and being able to say you just had his baby makers lopped off. You know what I'm saying? You know, that kind of uh, you know hostility, uh, you know that uh, kind of uh, grudge holding is yeah. somewhat... Uh, 
counterproductive. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. You know, sometimes you just got to, you know, forgive and, and let live. Well, the flyer they posted online says, neuter your ex for Valentine's Day because some things just shouldn't breed. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You think there's any, uh, I bet you there's a bunch of Steve cats out there. <laughs> there may be. <laughs> and, they're, and they're not happy about it. Oh, he got he got his uh, nuts lopped off. Yeah. on that pussy cat. Probably a bunch of cats out there going, I don't know who the Steve guy is, but I ever find him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a number on him. <laughs> I am gonna rip him to shreds. All right, changing gears again without using <laughs> putting it into high gear now. Okay, ready? Yes. Uh, the teams for the Super Bowl are set. Obviously, over the weekend. Do you see who made it in? No, tell me. No, you tell me. It's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Well, uh, you're you're on the positive side of this a poll found that one in 11 viewers will have no idea who's playing until they turn the game on that's probably true yeah nine percent of people who plan to watch the super bowl say they don't know which teams are playing it until the game actually starts there's some other stats for super bowl 58 the average viewer will only watch 29 minutes of the game itself which really the game is only 12 minutes long but 29 <laughs> minutes of the actual broadcast, I think, is what they're saying. One in six at less than 20. Each quarter is 15 minutes. So there's, unless there's overtime, that's 60 minutes of gameplay. The whole event lasts for three to four hours. Uh, only a third of Americans can name last year's Super Bowl champs. Do you know who that was? Uh, why do you have to ask a question like this? It was the Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. Yeah, right. they've now been in it for four of the five past years. They've won two of those so far. Uh, a lot of us just don't want to socialize at Super Bowl parties, but 77% agree it's rude to stand around and gab near the TV. So 23% don't think it's rude? I don't understand well, that I mean, stat. I don't know. I mean, how do you not to... You know, I I know for me, like, I like to watch the commercials like everybody yeah. else because, you know, that's, you know, part of the entertainment. Uh, I do tend to go to the bathroom during some of the commercial breaks. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, in, in, in at certain downtimes, you know, like, uh, you know, timeouts. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, d- do you watch all the game? You try to, but, you know, you got you to gotta live your life, too. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm in, a, in, a, in a little pickle here because I don't have broadcast television anymore. You don't? No. So None? I don't know what I'm going to do. Last year, I... Uh, stupidly paid $70 for Hulu right to watch it watch one game I'm not paying that again I'm not doing that again right uh I think I should just watch it on Google and all the suit listen all the commercials come out before the game anyway you True. really don't need to sit there and watch just for the commercials yeah and I really don't care about the game so Maybe I should just do the Google score. Well, I mean, there there is a certain amount of the population, Steve, that is right in line with you. But mm-hmm. the, you know, it's still it's still an event. I mean, this is this is you know, we've made the argument before that maybe the Monday after Super Bowl should be a national holiday, yeah, you know, a, a, day, a day of recovery. That's never going to happen. I know it's never going to happen, but I mean, there's something to be said that this is, you know, this is like an annual holiday. Yeah, you know, no one should be you know forced into working on Super Bowl Sunday, except like. You know, grocery stores and convenience stores and package stores, because these are the only things anyone wants to go to anyway. Are you uh, hosting a party? Um, no, not no. I mean, we're just it'd just be like a, 
the two of us, the dog, maybe a, another friend or so, maybe, but, but not a party. Well, hosting a party and thinking of upgrading your TV, if you're thinking about that, the top things people will buy before hosting a Super Bowl party include a new grill, a new TV, new mm-hmm. dishes, and a new couch. Who's got that kind of money? Yeah, I don't know. TVs, though, right now, if you look at the, the prices of TVs, they're really affordable. Really? Yes. Yeah, they're like dirt cheap now. No, because nobody's watching TV anymore. I bet you they're up now. Well, before the Super Bowl, yeah, sure, I'm but sure. you know, like for the rest of the year, I mean, yeah. you get like listen at the, at the at our camper, we had to replace the TV we had because the the one we had was like a small twenty inch thing mm-hmm. in the the bedroom TV, and we replaced it with like a thirty six inch. It's like two hundred bucks. Ridiculous 200 bucks. That's pretty good. Really good. Uh, let's see. The food is really important. 77% say good food and good snacks are essential for a great Super Bowl party. Couldn't agree more. The top five Super Bowl snacks in order. Chips, dips, hot dogs, pizza, and burgers. Oh, my God. What did I see some woman on TikTok doing yesterday? Was uh, She was taking those big, giant, like, what's the noodles that you use to... Uh, Make put manicotti, uh, make manicotti with those big round, yeah, uh, manicotti noodles. She puts hot dogs inside of them. It, the whole thing was just kind of uh, gross. You know what I mean? There's some things you just when you see it on TikTok, you just yeah, keep moving along. She puts uh, and and crappy hot dogs at that. It wasn't even like the. It wasn't even like a good uh, like a Nathan's or a or a Hebrew National. Yeah. Or like uh, a, the old ballpark Franks. Yeah, something like gross. that. And she shoved the shoved the, the the hot dogs inside the thing, laid them out in a baking dish, and then poured chili over the top of it, and then water so the so the water would absorb into the pasta. And then she covered it with cheese and baked it in the oven. And then she's like dishing it out. I'm like, that doesn't even look good. That doesn't look good at no, all. It no. doesn't even sound good. Why why do people think that? Their crappy recipe is going to be appealing to other people. You know, we were supposed to have a couple people over yesterday, but because of the snow, they they backed out. But, you know, I had the stuff kind of ready to go. Yeah. So I I roasted, like, uh, Italian sausages, peppers, and onions. Mm-hmm. Can't fail with simple. that. Simple. Simple, simple, Delicious. Simple. Yeah. Fantastic. But right. I also made one of them. Ever see those things of uh, funeral potatoes? Funeral potatoes. Yeah, it's called funeral potatoes. I call them, like, like a white trashy potato. It's like... Uh, like hash brown potatoes, yeah. right? You put cheese, you put sour cream, whole bunch of butter, and like a like a can of uh, of like a like cream of chicken soup, Ooh. Campbell's, and with the onions and a, and a and a and a whole bunch of cheese, and then you put like a like a like a crust on top of it of like cornflakes that have been fried in butter. Yeah, and you pop that in the oven. It's like one of the most delicious things ever. Oh, it's unbelievable. That sounds really good. It's freaking be- unbelievable. Because you mentioned the ingredients. What I just mentioned to you, you were turning your nose up. I could see your face, and, and I did the same thing looking yeah. at it. I don't, like, hot dogs. Even- I don't need hot dogs and pasta. I had enough of that when I was a kid. You don't need that. You know, uh, that was another thing I tried with my kids a few years ago, where you take the piece of spaghetti and you put it inside the hot dog, and then you boil the hot dog so it makes it look like you have... Yeah, Googly, uh, I think that was gross too. Of course it was. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I thought that uh, for a chance that something on TikTok was actually worth watching. Yeah, I know. I mean, they, I I grew up on like uh, like SpaghettiOs, and for a while, SpaghettiOs uh, came with like uh, hot dogs inside the can. Yeah. You know, sliced up hot dogs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still make those, but yeah, you know, in hindsight, it was a really terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. 
I remember my dad opening up a can of SpaghettiOs and there was a worm inside, and I remember him throwing the can off the back deck. Well, who was going to take care of the mess he did from, from doing that? Yeah, he threw it into the woods, so I mean, I guess a raccoon will eat that up, I guess. He should have kept it t- and called a lawyer. A lawyer? You could have owned the SpaghettiO comp- uh, you know, company by now. We would have been Franco-American. That's right. That's exactly That's what exact- we would have been. Instead, yeah. he did nothing. Listen, people, stop making gross things and stop uh, start making things like that hash brown thing that Bax yeah. just talked about. Tick- that sounds good. TikTok recipes are yeah. not meant to be eaten. No. Nine out of the ten times, no. they are all bad. Gross. It's 823 on Rock 102. Rock 102 has your big game hookup. It's just about 8.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. On Friday at around 5.41 p.m., Longmeadow police officers responded to Bliss Road and Laurel Street to assist a pedestrian who was struck by a vehicle in a crosswalk. Mm. The vehicle reportedly fled the scene prior to officers' arrivals. The pedestrian was later transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The suspect vehicle is believed to be a gray SUV or minivan. It is believed the suspect vehicle is traveling westbound on Bliss Road before turning right onto Laurel and striking the pedestrian. Longmeadow police are continuing to canvas the area for any leads. They request if you believe you witnessed the incident or have any other information after reviewing your camera systems to please contact them. You can also leave a message on their anonymous tip line, which uh, can be found on their website as well, unless you want me to just give it to you. Yeah, it's okay. It's five six five four one nine nine. That's yeah, the anon- that's the anonymous one. Uh, let's see. Uh, after a lengthy investigation in the Northwestern uh, DA uh, Anti Crime Task Force, with assistance of the Greenfield Police Department, the Massachusetts State Police Stop Team executed a search warrant to investigate eighty three Hope Street in Greenfield for illegal narcotics sales. Greenfield officers reported they recovered 91 grams of suspected cocaine with packaging, 1,149 bags of suspected fentanyl, $1,649 in U.S. currency, and two unlawfully possessed handguns. Now, that's quite the catch. Uh, 44-year-old Bucky Maynard. You know, I was thinking of Maynard from uh, Dobie Gillis. Ah, Maynard G. Krebs. Yes, there you go. Listen to you doing a... uh Reference from the late 50s. I am what they describe as an old soul, Bax. Is that what they describe, or is that something you heard your dad talk about? No, nah, I watched it on Nick at Night when I was oh, a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a last known address from Turner's Falls, was placed under arrest and transported to the Greenfield Police Department who was booked for a variety of drug trafficking charges and firearms violations. Not Bucky Maynard's day, that's for sure. Hey, Bucky, get off the dang roof. You know, I don't even know how they counted up to 91 grams. I don't even know what a gram is. I just know I have a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and packaging. 1,149 units of heroin and fentanyl. $1,649. I swear I had 1,647 in there. I think it's all been planted. And two unlawfully possessed handguns. What do you mean unlawful? I built them myself. And I said to that sheriff, I'm sorry, unlawful handguns? Have you read the Second Amendment, my friend? (laughs) I'm waiting for armed militias like you to come take me over. All right, I'll surrender. But let me go get my Viking helmet first. (laughs) You better believe... That when I get out of here, I'm getting all my fentanyl and heroin back and that cocaine and the cash. 
and my two handguns. Yeah, good luck uh, trying to get out of that one. Actually, knowing the Massachusetts courts, he'll be back out today. <laughs> I'm sure he will. 31-year-old Taylor Cotter, uh, all with a last known address in Greenfield, was also placed under arrest and transported to the Greenfield Police Department, where he was booked for a variety of similar drug and firearm charges. You know what I uh, what I watched over the weekend? What? The uh, the Waco uh, David Koresh oh, documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. You know, I, I guess, I don't know if I just didn't pay attention or maybe I was too young. That was 1993. I would have been 14 years old. Right. Maybe I just, I mean, I remember, I remember there being a standoff and then the whole place burning to the ground and then that was the end of it as far as I knew. But it's kind of weird how you don't pay attention to things as they're going on and then to go back and see, you know, all of the uh, all of the things that happened uh with that thing and it's like it, seemingly both the government and David Koresh were a bunch of rubes yeah that's uh if you were paying attention back then there was plenty of reason to say okay you know what we might have overreacted well i was going to say he's he was nuts for doing what he was doing. Oh yeah. But the government going in there and, you know, guns drawn on a guy that they had already had been following for months. And, well, and it, he kind of did have like, you know, I'm not on the side of David Koresh, but no. he did have a point saying, you know, you guys you guys have been following me for months and now like and then all of a sudden you just come, they could have taken he, he he was talking to this lawyer that that they hired for him. Right. And he's like they could have come and got me months ago. Why didn't they? And he kind of had a point cuz it's like you already knew he was stockpiling machine guns and 50 caliber rounds that would blow through tanks and things like that. Now, I mean, if you remember, yeah. uh, people were not happy with Janet Reno when that thing was done. But and but see, th that was the other piece, too, because Janet Reno didn't get sworn in until, like, the final days of this thing. Mm -hmm. And the evidence that was presented to her by the FBI, by all accounts, said, this guy needs to be taken out and getting the hell out of this place. But that wasn't what... They weren't giving her the narrative of what was happening. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. when she becomes a director, of course you're going to make this big decision. Going, yeah, yeah, this will be my first big win. Let's 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 get this guy out of there. But if you're if with ev if evidence is being withheld from you by the actual government agency that's supposed to inform you, yeah, that's well, some shady stuff going it, on there too. It's definitely it was definitely shady, I and mean, you're absolutely right. Loads of uh, blame to go around, but she was excoriated because of that decision, right? Because did they really need to to no. fire blast that place down? No, and you, and the, and the other thing is they took off all of the negotiators yep. all of those people that were talking to him and they were they were doing well they were they were getting people out of there mm -hmm. you know you know he was very biblical so it was two by two and you know all this other stuff and they pretty much could have gotten everybody out of there and yeah. then they just got mad because they're spending a million dollars a day and all this other stuff so then they said well screw this this guy isn't uh, gonna be uh, uh, gonna come out of here, so we're just gonna mess with him. Not not and to get political, because you know that's absolutely not what I want to do. But uh, that whole situation winds up being kind of like uh, 
ground zero for a lot of real bad feeling about the government, how they operate. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the same thing when you know Timothy Timothy McVeigh blew up Oklahoma yeah. City. One of the things that was being cited was the whole Waco situation. Yeah. And do you know who was at Waco selling bumper stick anti-government bumper stickers? Timothy McVeigh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's connections between yeah. all that. You know, militias being you know formed. I mean, you could say that mm. this is the kind of you know, you know, mindset that spurred any number of things. You know, the insurrection of uh, of the uh, of the Capitol. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Everything is everything is peripherally connected. Connected somehow to that. So, I mean, for anyone who's like, you know, watching that and thinking, oh, that happened years ago, it's no big deal. No, no it still, it still see, has that, ramifications that, today. That's my point. My point is that I really wasn't paying attention to that when it happened. Maybe because I was a teenager and it didn't affect me. Yeah really still doesn't affect me now but you know to watch that that whole thing and get all the details of it as opposed to what you're told what happened without getting all those details you know there was there was video of him of Koresh you know with with his children and all mm-hmm. this other stuff that was the video they didn't show to Janet Reno which would have made him Look like he was in a good light, and the FBI didn't want that to happen. Right. So they said, "No, no, no! This guy's nuts. We gotta, we gotta get him out of here." And there, you know, and granted, there was a little bit of nutsiness going on to this guy. Oh, there's no, there's no question he was, uh, but, he was out there. But I mean, yeah, did he deserve to be killed the way he did? Yeah, it, that's anyone's guess. Well, supposedly, wasn't he killed himself, I thought. I thought that was he started the fire and yes. then it burned everybody out of there. But, but that didn't have to happen because of all the, I don't know. It's it's actually a pretty good documentary. I highly recommend you watch it. I still haven't watched Saltburn yet. Don't. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. It's, you and know you what? didn't like it? No, I, I, I didn't really uh, care for it. And and some of the scenes that are uh, you know, bothering people yeah. are thoroughly unnecessary. If thoroughly unnecessary. Listen, I can understand something uh, gross in a film if it's really part of the, the plot, but none of those things that uh, the guy had done I needed to see. In fact, I almost wish I hadn't seen them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I want to see it to understand the memes, but I also don't want to see it because it doesn't sound like something I would enjoy. You know what we've been, uh, what we've been watching again? Um, uh, True Detective. Yeah. The new season with Jodie Foster. I don't think she's doing a, a real good job in that. I don't think the acting is nearly what it was in the first season with you know Matthew McConaughey and, and Woody Harrelson, which was freaking awesome. But if you're watching the uh, the newest season... Go back and watch the first season again because there's connections between those two seasons, and it's really pretty interesting. I will have to check that out. Do you ever see uh, the, the, first, the first one with Woody Harrelson and uh, McConaughey? No, I never saw it. You never it. saw it? Oh, my no. God. It's so good. I, uh, I, again, I don't get time to watch these things. I don't have time to sit down. I don't know how you can't give yourself the time for a little bit of uh, Steve Nagel time. I don't, you, you I don't some, have a lot of Steve Nagel. Time. You need some you time. No, I, I, I go out and I do things. All oh, the time. please. It's the worst thing you can do for yourself. What you need is to do absolutely nothing and enjoy TV for like a full day. Oh, is that so? One episode after another. There's only like 12 episodes. They're only an hour long. You could, you could burn off 12 hours in a day, couldn't you? I guess I could. I know I would. 12 hours, though? Hell yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, we'll take a break and we'll regroup. How about that? <laughs> see, this kinda, is you taking some you time. Well, this, yeah, well, all the fuel has gone out from all my David Koresh talk. It's 841. Yeah, those, uh, those Branch Davidians. They were on to something. Oh, they were. They yeah. sure were. Yeah, yeah they were. It's uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Cloudy today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 33. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I mentioned a million times. If you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast. It'll be posted after the show today. Subscribe to it, like it, review it, spend a little bit of time with it, tell all your friends about it. And uh, you will never, ever have to miss another Bax and Nagel show again. No, you will not. How about the time for some random facts for your day? Yeah, sure. I'll, uh, some random I'll, I'll facts. sit for that. Uh, the city that has made the most bids to host the Olympics without ever getting one. What do you think is? Without ever getting one? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hartford. Close. Detroit. Really? Yeah. They're very similar, Hartford and Detroit. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. no. Uh, Detroit is much worse. Uh, actually, uh, it's hard to imagine what it would look like after they would leave. Yeah. There's already enough band- abandoned buildings in Detroit, as it is. <laughs> well, well, maybe it would be one of those things where you could revitalize the community. Huh? They build brand yeah. new stadiums and do all those things to host the Olympics. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, their most recent bid was it? The most recent one, they're zero for seven on their bids. Their most recent one was in 1972. Wow. Well, London is the opposite. They've made four bids and they've gotten the Olympics every single time. Because it's London. Yeah, but I mean, there, I mean, there's bad parts of London too. Sure, but it's like one of the major yeah. cities in the world. I mean, like if New York asked for it, they'd probably get it. And like New York really wants it that badly, but yeah, they probably uh, they would get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if New York would get it. That's this seems like too much of a cluster there. I'll tell you what. I'm glad that Boston didn't get it. What a mess that would be. No, that would have been great for the economy around here yeah the, the problem with that is because you would have had people like holding up in hotel rooms eating here and all that stuff true driving to but different the venues. but the cost of hosting it and then you know building all the infrastructure to how to to accommodate all those events yeah do you think anyone in massachusetts is going to use like a like a cyclorama once we're done you know a place to be you know bicycle racing indoors think that's going to Sure, fly after all that well, said got, and done. They got that spin class studio uh, right there in Wolverine. Yeah, okay. Go to. Uh, let's see. Uh, there have only been four outdoor games in NBA history. Interesting. All of them were preseason games, and the Phoenix Suns played in all four of them. The most recent one was 2010. Why don't they play more outdoor basketball games? I don't know. I mean, that's where it starts. You start on the on the on the neighborhood uh, basketball court, or your or your schoolyard, or wherever. 
I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. That'd hey, be kind of cool. Hey, wasn't uh, the Fresh Prince, West Philadelphia, born and raised? On the playground, spent most of my days. Mm-hmm. That's where he was, playing right. basketball. Uh, the big thug life tattoo on Tupac's stomach was an acronym for the hate you give little infants F's everyone. Oh, well, that's uh, every good boy deserves fudge, too. That's that's what that meant? Yeah. I had no idea. Did you know that? No. Uh, the moon is lemon-shaped. I don't know if you knew that. Lemon-shaped? Yeah. Not this, uh, not a circle. It's a lemon. Does uh, juice come out of it when you squeeze it real hard? I don't think so. I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure about that. Oh, by the way, somebody pointed out that uh, on Friday, remember we had that horrible open lines where people were just calling in and just not acting who they should have been acting like? Yes. There was a uh, there was something called a wolf moon on uh, Thursday into Friday morning uh, that was making people act all crazy. Boy, did that ha- uh huh? Did that work? That did work. And, you know, if uh, we do if we do it this week, and I'm uh, half a mind to punish you people for not uh, stepping up last Friday. Um, I hope that people gather their thoughts before calling. Yeah, really think about what they want to say. Maybe that's why you had such a hard time down at the down at the finding a parking down there at MGM because it was just a crazy night. Were people getting heated? Were there were there people yelling out their windows? They were honking. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like I told you, like a lot of people, you're crossing all lanes of traffic so they could turn onto Union Street. Yeah. You know, which is like you know going you know in the exact opposite direction that everybody was going. It was just it was just a, a nightmare. See, if I were you, I would have parked down at like one of the police lots and walked all the way down to the MGM. Yeah, it wasn't that cold out on Friday night. No, but yeah, you, know, you know, I'm I'm a fay and and tender target. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be uh, you know now I on the other hand, anyway. I on the other hand would have been the superhero and made it to the event on time. Really? Yeah. I would have hoofed it. Hoofed it? Hoofed it. Please, where are they going to park my car? The Basketball Hall of Fame. There's 3,000 spaces down there that aren't being See, used. There's, there's no available space, uh, you know, parking spaces yes, down there. there. Is. There's plenty of spaces oh, down that's, there. You could have parked hooey. there and walked across uh, Columbus Avenue Listen, and would have been there in five, ten minutes. I have it in writing that yeah. there is never any available parking at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, do you? Either now or in November. Uh, you ready for your final fact? Why not? It's almost impossible to castrate a hippopotamus. All right, here, here's uh, my question. Yeah. Why would you need to? That's what I want to know about it. Apparently, their testes are on the inside. They recede even deeper during the surgery, and their location can be up to 60 inches different from hippo to hippo. They're not hanging there like in other uh, parts no. of the animal world? Wow. That's how like obese these things are is they can't find their genitals. Where's that doctor now going, <laughs> okay, what you need to do is you need to only eat oatmeal in morning. You are too fat. We cannot find your hippo balls anywhere. This is disgusting. I don't know what happened, doctor, now. I was following the, uh, the diet to the letter, and all of a sudden I gained 500 pounds. Well... Let me just tell you this. Your mama is so fat. How hot? How fat is she? She's, uh, when she got on the scale, it said, I need your weight, not your phone number. Listen, Hippo, your mama is so fat. How fat is she? 
is when she went to the beach, a whale swam up and sang, We are family, even though you are fatter than me. Your mama is so fat. How fat is she? Uh, when God said, let there be light, he asked your mother hippo to move out of the way. Your mama is so fat. How fat is she? That when she fell, no one was laughing, but the ground was cracking up. See, that's what Dr. Now should do on that My 106-pound, 600-pound uh, life show. Yeah, no kidding. Start making your mama so fat jokes. <laughs> Make the show a little bit more entertaining to watch than just watching a depressing person eat their life away. Yeah. Sitting in a chair. Hey, here's my question. How yeah. come Dr. Now's so fat? Yeah, he is a little chunky, isn't he's he? He's a little, he's got a little spare tire or two. Well, I uh, I eat a little bit too much sugar <laughs> sometimes, yeah. but I'm not as fat as you are. <laughs> not as fat as your mama. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, your mama's so fat. How fat is she? Uh, I took a picture of her last Christmas and it is still printing. <laughs> Actually, I like that one. Ta-da! It's just about 8.57 on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank.